Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. 2024 is here. We're a few weeks into it already. Uh, truth be told, we're recording this the day before Christmas Eve. But hey, 2024 is here. And you have heard me talk about the benefits, the power of social media just how great a clip can be or an interview or a match and that is how i was introduced to my guest today um there was a clip tweeted out from a battle royal i absolutely loved it and next thing you know i'm hitting follow and i'm watching this guy's matches and they are absolutely incredible so joining me today on the Grainmaker wrestling podcast is none other none other than Cavron canyon Cavron, how's it going pretty good man how you doing I'm doing pretty good. Uh, what's uh, I have to ask because I mean you're you're down in the states. What's the weather like down there right now? Um, it's on and off. It's kind of cold and it's kind of not. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're hovering around zero degrees right now with uh, some snow. It'll melt and back and forth. But like normally, I'll tell you, we're in the minuses. So this is a, a breath of fresh air for us. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask, uh, like, cause you grew up in Alabama, correct? Right. So what was, what was growing up down there? Like for yourself? Um, well, I grew up on a farm, so, uh, it's a lot of hard work. Um, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we worked like 23 hour days a lot of the time, especially during harvest season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 23 hours, get one hour of sleep, wake up. Do it over all over again the very next day, dude. That has to be taxing after a while. Like you're you're really putting in the work when you're doing those kind of hours. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely taxing on the body. So you you must have started off helping out on the farm at a pretty young age, then. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking as soon as we can walk, we're out there doing something, putting boxes together to put uh, the produce in, or whatever we could do. Um, we were out there. Was, I, I don't even know how old I was. Probably like four or five. Oh, wow. And did you like, was there, did you have brothers and sisters helping you too? Or were you an only child banging this off? No, definitely not an only child. I'm actually one of 14. Oh, wow. I mean, you guys were really putting in the work. That must have been a decent sized farm there. Yeah, it was a pretty decent sized farm. We didn't have enough uh, land to farm of our own, so we rented neighbors' land. Okay. So, I mean, you're doing that. I mean, that's taken up. <coughs> pardon me. That's taken up a lot of your time. Did you have any hobbies or anything like that as you were getting older? Because I mean, I'm um, I know farm life, work life. That's taken a big chunk of your time. No, not really. Like that was all we did on uh, growing up. Um, hobbies didn't come until we left the farm. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, well, uh, what sort of stuff were you getting into then? Um, well, I was kind of getting into a, a little bit of trouble on my own. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, you know, I had, I had anger issues coming off of it. Like I, I can go into a lot of details, but I, I, uh, I won't, mm -hmm. um, 
but I had anger issues. So um, I was kind of getting into a little bit of trouble. Nothing illegal, uh, fortunately. I was um, I was kept smart enough to to not not get into anything illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, one day just me and my brother were sitting in the in the house just scrolling through TV, and we found wrestling and. Um, like I wouldn't say immediately. It was something I was very interested in immediately, but you know, I, I started falling in love with wrestling uh, over time. Okay. So I, it's not something I grew up watching, but uh, I tell you, I, I kind of feel like I did, even though I didn't. Do you remember, you know, what it was the the first kind of thing you saw that kind of garnered your attention from wrestling? Um, the, so I'll say, so on the, when we were on the farm, my dad would go away, like on trips, taking like, like long trips, taking like loads of produce to the stuff. And my oldest brother, he would sneak over and he would bring the Nintendo 64 video game. So we would start playing the video game and wrestling was one of the things we played the most. Um, one night me and my brother had a bet with our sisters that we could stay up all night while like and not go to sleep until the morning. Um, so we scrolled through the TV and we found like the very, very end. I, I'm 90% sure it was a TNA show. It was like two minutes of the end of the show. And it was cool. And I know it was Eric Bischoff was in there. And we only, I only know that because of Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, that was super sick. And then years later, that was like probably like 2001, 2002. Like fast forward years later to 2009, me and one of my other brothers were scrolling through TV and we found Monday Night Raw and we started watching that. And a couple days later, a couple weeks later, we found SmackDown. So we're like watching it. And then we found uh, TNA on Spike TV. <laughs> we started watching it. We was watching wrestling almost religiously. We was like, oh, it's Monday. We got to get home at eight o'clock <laughs> so we can watch Raw. Oh, it's Friday. Got to get home so we can watch the nightdown. It's Thursday. Got to get home so we can watch TNA. But we were watching almost the first people that caught my eye in wrestling that made me like, dude, this is sick. It was John Cena and Edge. Um, John Cena, because he made me believe, like, I could be me. I didn't have to be afraid. Edge, I love everything that Edge does. I love it. Like his spear, like I'd ha- I never seen anybody doing that um, before. And it was just cool. I'm like, dude, you could like literally break somebody in half doing that. And I guess like that part, like just made me connect with him. Um, mm-hmm. And then the more I got into it, I'm like, dude, Mick Foley, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> they're, they're just anybody Tommy Dreamer they're doing all this crazy stuff and I'm like I want to be part of that mm-hmm. so um, yeah it's funny how like I mean even to this day you can spend the entire week just watching different promotions but like back there when you're growing up and it's like it just seems so cool to be like hey it's Thursday night we're gonna watch TNA tonight Friday night Smackdown and like you just get so jacked up for stuff like that because I remember that too when I was growing up right 
Yeah, it's today you can just watch it anywhere now. Like I didn't know anything about like YouTube or any of that like growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's like I slowly worked my way into finding I'm still not good at like anything that the internet or technology has to offer. I'm I still struggle with it a lot. Um but just having that at your fingertips, being able to be like it could be like a, a Saturday, a Sunday, or any day in the week, and, and nothing like airs on TV on those days. It's like I want to watch some wrestling today. Let's go to YouTube, or you got IWTV. Like you can just go on IWTV and watch like any wrestling on there. You got Fight TV. You can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have all these different avenues for it. Well, at what point um, were you seriously considering getting involved with wrestling? Um, I want to say, so the way, like, the way it happened for me is, like, so 2009, we started getting into it. And then, like, 2011, like, I knew what I really, really wanted to do, even though I was still pursuing other avenues that thankfully did not work out for me. Mm-hmm. Um but 2012, I knew exactly where I was going to go and what I was going to do. Um, so 2012, I found WWA4 in Atlanta, Georgia. And Curtis Hughes was the trainer at the time. Um, so I'm like, and I've seen like, oh, he's Slater. He's Slater is in WWE at the time. And you had all these other people from um, – WWA four that were big on the indies and stuff, which I still knew nothing about at the time, but I was starting to pursue like, Hey, like there's these wrestlers. Like I found the list of names that the WWA four produced. I'm like, these are, they're sick. They're sick. And then AR Fox. And I'm like, dude, AR Fox is super cool. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to move to Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm going to start wrestling. But I didn't want to do it without having a job prepared because I, I know I, I knew I needed something financial. Mm-hmm. So I, every year I would go up there and I would put in applications every single place that I could with whatever experience that I had. And I would just put a resume in out. And it took me three entire years to find a job in Atlanta, Georgia, so I could move from Alabama to Georgia and start training. Oh. Um, and when I finally got that job, I took like a $3.50 pay cut an hour to move from Alabama to Georgia to start wrestling. Um, so I'm like, okay, day one, I moved up there and it was on a Wednesday. Um, and they have their student shows on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I moved up there. I'm, uh, I did my first day of work. Um, and then I went to the uh, school training facility and I'm like, Hey, uh, I want to wrestle. I want to train what I need, to, what I need to do it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is what you need. I'm like, cool. Um, so I showed back up on Thursday, watched the student show, uh, went through the weekend, came back on Monday. Here's the check. I got all my stuff. Let me start training. <laughs> so I jumped in, started training. Um, and then, uh, that was March of uh, 2015. Okay. And around December, January, February in 2016, that's where Fox kind of took over the training. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just all uphill from there. 
Like mm-hmm. me and Fox got super close, like really fast. Um, one of my brothers actually started wrestling for a little while, and then he kind of like left the wrestling world because it just didn't work for him. Yeah. Um, and he, we were both really close with Fox, and like when he left the wrestling, it almost killed me. It almost made me like leave wrestling myself. But uh, I'm I'm so happy I had somebody like Fox in my corner to to understand where I was at and to talk me out of leaving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you got to learn from two people who, I mean, two very different style wrestlers, but I mean, both pack a wealth of knowledge and experience. I mean, learning from Curtis Hughes and from AR Fox. And I think like, getting the basis from Curtis Hughes and then being able to build off of that with everything that AR Fox has done and been able to experience and learn. And that's, that's really a wealth of knowledge just to pick from. So it's a a huge advantage to a wrestler like yourself. Right. And see Fox, like, so Hughes left, like he left the a four, um, like right, not long after Fox took over, but Fox kept that, mentality of like yeah we still need to teach the basics like so fox is known his style is like the the more high-flying um risk-taking style Mm -hmm. um but he'll what what people don't see is he'll still train like the basics basic old school style of wrestling first Mm -hmm. that's how you start out when you start training with fox Mm -hmm. and um then you'll you'll slowly move up and like, okay, once he feels that you have grasped the basics and stuff, we're like, okay, what do you feel like doing? What do you want to work on? And mm-hmm. then it's up to you from there. It's it's a type of training when I'm stocks. Like, because I, I've noticed with uh, watching some of your matches, I mean, you are, you're very agile for a bigger guy. Is that sort of the influence coming from AR Fox with some of your moves? Um, yes and no. So, um, before I even started like watching Fox when I was the first couple of years when I was getting into wrestling, I always thought it was super cool how people would like fly off the ropes and bounce and stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. So I kind of went into the mentality, like when I started training that I'm going to do like whatever they tell me I need to work on. I'm going to work on that. And then like, but I eventually I want to get into this. I want to have um, a weird style of wrestling where I can do a little bit of everything because I never wanted to be boxed in where I could, uh, I was only going to be like, Oh, you're a a ground and pound or you're like a powerhouse or something like that. I'm like, no, I want to do some of everything. I want to be known as a hybrid. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I just worked, I just started working on it. And it's, I'll give you something that a lot of people don't know about me. I am scared of heights. Like I, I am terrified of heights. But I will get up on that top rope, I'll climb a ladder, and it won't be a big deal to me. <laughs> you mentioned like being like a hybrid, and that is very noticeable in your matches. Like, and it's something I'm going to bring up when we talk about a few later on but do you remember your first match and who it involved um so i could uh, let's see my very first 
uh, match. It's up on my YouTube channel. Um, it's like a practice match to see if I was ready to get on like the student shows. Um, it was uh, against Owen Knight. Okay. Um, who is he's? Uh, I don't know how well known he is in like in the world, but definitely in the South, he's a he's a pretty big name in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AT Alien, and I, I don't believe the AT Alien is like wrestling anymore. I think he pursued other avenues. Okay. Um, my first match, couple of matches were were with them too. Okay. And what kind of feedback were you able to get from them after uh, taking part in those matches? Um, well, they just, uh, um, it, it's hard for me to remember the exact word. It was just I guess it was, it was a while back. Yeah. Right. It, it, I struggled on like pretty much everything. So uh, they gave me a lot of feedback. Um, like I know that I needed to work on absolutely everything that I did that in those matches. And, um, where whether it was from arm drags, uh, talking to the crowd or moving around more, the way I moved, um, a lot of that feedback that helped me like a lot from there. Um, mm-hmm. And even now, like it doesn't matter if you're like uh, well known in the area or you're the the biggest name. It's like I'll, I'll take like feedback from anyone who is uh, at least credible in the ring mm-hmm. um whether you've been doing it as long as me or not like i'll take your feedback because like my viewpoint on it is um anybody can see something that is uh that stands out it could be bad feedback it could could be good feedback um but i i want to know what people's viewpoint is on what they see in my wrestling match. That way I could either do it more or work on what I'm doing. Yeah. No, definitely. It's the only way to continue improving in wrestling. And it's wrestling is one of those things. If you're not always trying to better yourself and improve, then it's like, well, okay, what are you doing then? Right. Um, So, I mean, where are you based out of now? Um, I'm actually based out of Indianapolis. Well, Close to Indianapolis. It's Greenwood. Uh, it's more of a smaller city, town area mm-hmm. um, in uh, Greenwood, Indiana. Uh, what's the, uh, I'll use Indianapolis as the basis, but what is the uh, wrestling scene like there in Indianapolis right now? Um, it's it's pretty good. Um, so the main shows that I'm doing right now are um, wrestle arts. Uh, Summit Pro, Naptown All Pro, and New Era. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the four main shows that I do in Indianapolis. I do do other shows, uh, but um, those promotions, um, especially Summit Pro, Naptown All Pro, and New Era, um, when I first moved up here, they knew nothing about me, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they just took a chance on me. Um, so. I will tell everybody that those shows, I will do more for those shows than I will a lot of other places because they took a chance on me right away without knowing anything about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just moved up here. I didn't have a big name when I moved up from Georgia to mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Uh, I just I moved up here um, because my, my wife wanted to. So 
I, I just started showing up to shows and thankfully, uh, I don't, you may have heard of him, Bobby Flacco. Yeah. Um, he, he was, he knew J Rose more than I did. I met J Rose one time. Um, and he, he messaged J Rose. He's like, Hey, my guy, Cavron, our Cavron Canyon's moving up to Indianapolis. Uh, we were tag partners. Um, he's like, Hey, can you look out for him? And I knew, um, the, uh, the people who run flop panels, they were running in Indianapolis at the time. And I knew them already. I had a really good relationship with them and they ran a show and I showed up to help out. They knew I was coming and, uh, they put me on a show and then the, the promoter for a new era seen me there. And he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, just, you know, hit me up and, uh, you know, if I can get you on the show, I'll get you on the show. So, and he just took a chance on me. He's like, I saw I hit him up and he's like, yeah, come on down. So I showed up and he's like, we're going to put you on a sh- in a match. Mm-hmm. Dope. He just took a chance on me. He didn't know me. He just, I just showed up. Yeah. And uh, same with Summit Pro. They they just they didn't know me. They just took a chance on me. And then Jay Rose, uh, running Naptown All Pro, um, he's like, "Yeah, Bob said to look out for you. Bob said to keep keep out, uh, you know, look out for you. So I'm I'm gonna give you a shot." And he didn't know nothing about me. He didn't know how I wrestled or anything. And um, one day uh, after he put me on one of his shows, me and Jay Rose was we took a ride to another trip or to another show. It was like a four or five hour ride. And we just talked and like, we kind of hit it off. So like, we're real cool now. Nice. But, the, um, well, I was going to say the, the Naptown shows, I mean, that is where I first saw a clip of you. It was, uh, we had talked before and you mentioned it was from the, the, the costume battle Royal, I think it was. And, the the clip was tweeted out lee moriarty tweeted out the clip and i'm watching it and the fire that you showed in the ring the moves you're banging off i'm like man this guy's got something like it was great to see and like it just it it almost took the twitter by by storm like everyone was retweeting it and reaching out about it so like that like I think AR Fox even commented being like, yeah, that's my guy, Cavron, you know, like it's great to see as a fan, just like the support and seeing the clip go viral in that sense, just for yourself. Like, did you ever expect that when that, when the clip got shown out there? No, I'd not, not like that. I didn't. Um, Fox is just my guy. So Mm -hmm. when they were doing a costume battle Royal and they're like, can you, will you, you want to be a part of the costume battle Royal? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I had like a name in mind and then Jay Rose was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, so I had these two names in mind. Which one are you going to do? And he's like, Kevin Owens is one of them. And uh, which was when I was mainly thinking about, um, and he's like, and I, I wasn't thinking about like Fox because Fox had just got signed to, uh, AEW. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if that's like going to be great, but then he's like, well, I'm bringing J- uh, Lee Moriarty in. And he's an AEW guy, and I'm bringing like uh, Sean Dean and um, Carly in. I'm like, oh, yeah, and Sean Dean is from WWA four as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like, wow, well, I, I didn't think about it like that. It's like my brain wasn't thinking about, oh yeah, these are AEW guys. It's like, why would they have an issue? Why would AEW have an issue with me like uh, costuming as one of their aid as one of their guys? 
Yeah. Um, especially he's already my trainer. So like, why would they have an issue with it? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely doing Fox then. I'm like, that's, yeah. if, if that's not going to be an issue, I'm definitely going to do Fox. So when I went out there, I'm like, I just tried to like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Incorporate as much Fox like movements. As Mm-hmm. Um, and I, me and him, me and Fox are, are two different guys, like we're two different sized guys. He's way more athletic than me. So like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so I just went out there and I tried to do it. And, um, Fox does this low main pain off of the top rope. You know, he sits and does like a, a seated Spanish fly off the top rope. And, um, I can't do a backflip to save my life. I know it probably <laughs> looks like I could, but I could not do a backflip to save my life. So I'm like, I'm going to go for this and just hold on. <laughs> so the guy held on to it. I just like took a, a, a real stiff back bump on the, on the ring in, in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> but, um, but no, I just tried to move as much like Fox as possible. I wanted to like, if I was going to like dress up as Fox, I wanted to like, at least make it look good. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to like say, oh, well, this is stupid guy, like, you know, dressing up like Fox. Like, you know, Fox probably ain't as good as, if, you know, as, as we think he is. If, you know, this guy can make him look terrible, like, uh, instantly. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. I'm like, let me just go as hard as I absolutely can and be like as much like Fox as possible. And for Fox to tweet it out, like, or um, Lee Moriarty to tweet it out like that, like, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I appreciate this man so much. Like, I don't know him very well, but I appreciate Lee so much for doing that. Like, it's not something that he had to do. And then Fox, like, uh, commenting on it and reposting it. I'm like, dude, like, I already love Fox. I'm like, Dude, I love you so much more. <laughs> um, there's a few matches I got to bring up to talk about. And you had mentioned Flophouse. And I was going through your match listings, and then I saw you did a death match with Hoodfoot. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, was this your first death match? No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, my first one was actually against Josh Crane Okay, at Naptown. Okay. Um, it was uh, Naptown Blackout 2. It was the death match at Sundown. It okay. was the very last match of the entire show because um, that day we had done two shows. We had Naptown Wake Up, which uh, mm-hmm. is the second one. It was, I think it was their second, first or second year anniversary show. Um, the, the Naptown Wake Up earlier in the morning. Um, and it was outside, uh, at this, um, chicken restaurant. It's called, uh, world famous hot boys. Okay. It was outside right off in, in like the, the town square area. And we had done all day, uh, after the first show ended, then we had just done, did wrestling, like random matches and stuff throughout the day. And I took part in one and. I get sunburnt real easy. So I, I was so sunburnt. Um, and then me and Josh Crane had the match and it, um, we went, we went through so much glass. 
Um, I'm telling you, it was like probably like two or three boxes, like full big boxes of light tubes and some glass panes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a couple days later, he was checking on me and Josh were checking on each other. Like, how are you feeling after that? Like, because he knew it was my first death match. And I'm like, I'm I'm good. Like, the sunburn hurts the most. <laughs> but I'm telling I was I was so cut up though. Like my wife, like she about killed me. Like I was so cut up. <laughs> she had to pick glass out of my back and everything. Um but uh not long, it was like I wanna say it was like a week or two later, then I did the match the death match with Hoodfoot. Okay. Um yeah. And that was that was really cool. I lo- I love that match. Uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to do that match with uh, both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that's the match with Josh. That's the first time I I'd ever done glass, um, and we only like we did like glass and thumbtacks and Legos and stuff like that, like a little bit. Um, but I'd never done a gusset. And when I did the match with Hoodfoot, we shoved the gusset in each other's head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I, I still remember that. It's like I felt every little spike on the gusset go into my head. And I'm like, this, like it, it was awesome. It hurt, but it's like, this is awesome. <laughs> you were busted open pretty good from that, too. Like, because all of a sudden, yeah. like, I saw the gusset come into play. And next thing you know, like, the blood was just pouring down your face. Yeah. So, uh, a little snippet, like, when that came out, like, I didn't expect to bleed like that. Um, but I'm like, it, it was almost instantaneously. And then like a, a couple seconds later, I'm just like, perf- like, I feel like I'm bleeding profusely. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to bleed out. <laughs> like I'm going <laughs> to die here. <laughs> like it scared me a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to die here. I'm bleeding too, way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get, you know, after that, we get to through the match, we get to the back and start cleaning it up. And it's like, it's not near as bad as a lot of was. It, I just bled. But initially, you're thinking, you're like, oh shit, like this is, I'm in serious trouble here because I think it's the the initial shock from it almost. Yeah. 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 I really thought I was in trouble. And like, I had like not long after that, um, I can't remember the show. It was in the same, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was in the same uh, area as the mat- death match with Josh Crane. It was literally the same exact location. Um, it was, uh, I was supposed to be in like a tournament. Okay. But you know how wrestling is. The card is always subject to change. Yeah. Um, I got moved uh, to a, out of the tournament to a match against uh, Lazarus from uh, Las Vegas and put in uh, so I was putting that match with him which would be our second encounter but Mance Warner was added to it and uh, I was like yeah you, you know, y'all just do hardcore and then we get there and we start, he's, like, he's like you know what y'all do whatever y'all want to do and it turned into a death match <laughs> <laughs> So I did this crazy, and it's somewhere out there, but I did this crazy swanton off of a container into <laughs> the ring onto a whole bunch of light tubes. Oh. And uh, there was a light fixture involved in the, that pile of light tubes, and it was plugged in. Unfortunately, the fuse to the building blew, 
before <laughs> I got to jump on it. But yeah, I went through the glass and I rolled out of the ring and just like looking around. And next thing I know, I'm like right where my hand is at. I see like a small puddle of blood and I look at my wrist. And I'm like, shoot, I'm bleeding from my wrist. Oh. So panic sets in. I'm like, oh, shoot, I just cut my wrist. I just cut my wrist. So like, trying to hold it, I'm like, I'm calling people over there, like somebody over there. I'm like, help me. I think I cut my wrist. So it's take me to the back and start looking at it. And it's, it's not bad at all. <laughs> it's just like a few little puncture. It's nowhere near the vein, but I'm like, I'm panicking though. <laughs> it's just a few punctures right like in the in the lower part of the wrist. And I, I had that all taped up, but somehow it like the tape got pulled up and exposed mm-hmm. my wrist. I, it scared the crap out of me, but it was worth it. <laughs> like we you've done the death matches and then I also checked out the the match with Jaden Newman. And like I'm a big yeah. Jaden Newman fan. I think he's a, a fantastic wrestler. And you talked about the hybrid style, and that is very noticeable in this match because I mean, you get the hard hitting, you get the chain wrestling, you get like the agility and like quickness. Like I I'm watching this match, and like just with how great it was, like if this was in a bigger venue with more people, like the crowd would have been going ape shit for it because like that's just how hard you guys were going. It was a great match. What did you think of it? it, it so it was the first, like, because I've known Jaden for, like, I want to say at that point, at least six years, maybe mm-hmm. seven. Um, But that was the very first time we had ever been in the ring together. Um, So when I was so excited, like, when I – found out it was going to happen. I was so excited that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like my last match, like literally like on my way up to Indianapolis. It was my last match when I was in the South. Um, it was literally like, okay, we're leaving here. But they're like, hey, do you want to do TWE at the time or uh, that day? I'm like, yeah, for sure. So driving through, we stopped. We was driving through Tennessee anyway, so, you know, we went to uh, Chattanooga, TWE, and had the match. I'm like, guys, this is going to be sick. So um, we we just do the match, dude. And I, I'm like, that's like definitely one of my top probably five to ten matches. Mm-hmm. It's probably definitely up there in the top five matches that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not just like blowing smoke. Like it is a fantastic match just for the listeners. Like it's up on YouTube, go check it out. And when I say like, it's hard hitting, it is. And it's one of those matches that I don't think gets the recognition it deserves just with how great it is, especially for an independent match. Like you guys went all out and it really showed like it was just a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, I don't Um, I wanted to ask just about like, you know, you mentioned, you know, some of your favorites. What else is up there with some of your ones that you're most proud of? Uh, so I'm definitely, there's two Fox matches and my top five matches that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was like super early in my career. Uh, I hadn't even been in a year at the time. And I know, like Fox, he wanted to start a feud with it, um, but it, you know, it didn't happen. 
other avenues was pursued. Um, but I know, like, in the build-up to hope to get that feud, um, we had a, a super a super cool match. It's somewhere out there on YouTube, I believe. Um, it was at WWA 4, and um, we did some crazy things that, like, I had never done before. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, the other Fox match was years and years later. It was literally the only the second time we had wrestled in a singles match. Um, and we did, like, from the first one, like, you would think, oh, well, these are two totally different wrestlers. I mean, because we are. <laughs> like, we were at the time, and we went, like, nuts. Like, like okay, here's the box, here's outside the box, and then here's outside the outside of the box. Like, we just went completely through the wall. Like, uh, and we, I, we just tried to make it as crazy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, obviously the match with Jaden, and then definitely uh, the match with Josh Crane. That is definitely up there. I'm like, that got some hype, too. I was, that actually... That match actually won Hoosier Wrestling Alliance match of the death match of the year. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, for 2023, and I'm like, I'm stoked. Like, I didn't get all this recognition like in the South. I a lot of people they wouldn't. Nobody would really take chances on me in the South. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hating on the South. It's just how like how wrestling is in general, and how the South is in general. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. And then um, my other top five match has to be, it's, it's, I don't know where it's at in the top five, um, but it's definitely a tie between either a ladder match that I had with Bobby Flacco at mm-hmm. WWA four um, for the uh, WWA four tag team championships. Um, there was a singles match though, so I'll have to figure that one. So it's a tie between that one or this other match that I had. It was uh, it was this kid's very first hardcore match. Okay, and we went completely insane in this match, and um, he's actually like getting out there, and one of his clips is going viral. Mister J- Mister Danger. Okay, he just he. One of his clips he just did from uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah, he did that's... a swanton off the ladder to the outside um, of the ring. It's, it's that kid is insane. Um, but so my fifth top five match is um is a tie between those two: the ladder match that I had with Bobby Flacco and the first, the hardcore match I had with Mister Danger. And that's, you... They're up there. Nice. Um, okay. Well, I always like to ask for a match recommendation. So one that you're a fan of, so it could be like WWF, TNA, anything like that, but one that you think the listener should go check out. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, there's so many matches that I could go tell you to go check out. Um, I think, I think you should, Definitely, and this might sound biased, you should definitely go check out uh, Fox 
AR Fox versus Killshot, aka Shane Strickland, Swerve Strickland, and whatever you want, whatever you know him as, um, Lucha Underground. Hell yeah! That it is the um, essentially the three stages of death match. Can't remember what they called it, but it's the three stages of uh, of hell uh, match, and it is insane. Uh, I will actually say this about that. There is a chunk of flesh that is lost from one of those competitors in that match. And you could see it on camera. Dude, what a great choice. Um, what do you have for upcoming shows? I mean, uh, 2024 is here. So where can the people find you? Um, so, well, I'm actually going to be taking a trip down. The very first show of 2024 for me. It, it's not going to be attended by uh, fans. Um, it's going to be a four show. I'm taking a trip down to Atlanta, Georgia to uh, wrestle one of the young girls down there. And um, the only other one that I have on my card right now uh, for January is New Era. Um, I believe it's January 20th. And I haven't been confirmed on this yet, but I will be at, in attendance at Naptown All Pro on January 14th, one way or the other. Nice. Um, whether I'm whether I'm there in a wrestling capacity or just there to hang out. But those are the Dude. only ones right now that I have on my on my book. Perfect. But I'm sure that you will post more of your upcoming shows on your social media and where is your social media and everything else, anything else you want to plug? Here's a chance. So, uh, Facebook, Cavron Canyon, uh, X it's Cavron Canyon, uh, Instagram, uh, Cavron underscore Canyon. And I have a TikTok, and I believe that's also Cavron Canyon. And also YouTube as well, where some of your matches are up there and the listeners yeah. should definitely go check them out if they haven't already. YouTube is, is also Cavron Canyon. Everything across the board is Cavron Canyon. Perfect. Cavron, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much to Cavron and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Basically, all social media is Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, so go check it out. Shoot me a follow. I'll do the same. Just love talking wrestling. Uh, email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. Up on all podcast streaming platforms. And you can find me every Saturday doing four exposure with my good friend Pluggo as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. That's up on Love Wrestling. So thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.